Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for me You'll be training for you Episode 25, Left of Siren Risk Mitigating the Med Law Industrial Complex, originally published July 15th, 2022. The uh, temperatures have get, have been getting close to uh, high, high points during the day, around 120 degrees Fahrenheit. So I'm doing um, everything I can to uh, stay cool, well hydrated, and um, keep my, my body temperature in a, in a safe range. But... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's ceremonial, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I may be, I may not be perfectly consistent until the heat breaks over the next uh, several weeks or so. Um, but hopefully, I will uh, I will be alive and. Um, So yeah, with that said, please bear with me, and it's interesting under the under these conditions. Um, essentially, the there's only a a couple few hours in the early morning, basically around sunrise where I can move around, get some things done, take care of the garden, breakfast, prepare lunch so I don't have to do anything <laughs> when it's actually it's actually hot and I'm eating very small portions given that I'm not able to really do much movement. So it's a lot of... Um, A little bit of uh, computing before the the peak heat of the day, but once that heat kicks off, um, pretty much have to just uh, stop moving and, and lay lay down uh, in in the shade and moisten fabrics as needed and with a spray bottle and with some little mini 12 volt fans and and uh it's a real yeah low cost low energy input the the most stripped down form of air conditioning imaginable and uh i did notice since last year that's sort of miraculous that uh I, I sleep basically on towels and, and on, on top of uh, cushions and uh, 
basically a mattress made of, of cushions but covered by um, cover covered by these these uh, excellent very very large beach towel sized towels that are I got them for doing tantra ceremonies healing ceremonies and then after a good bit of that they've they've become full-time use for the ceremony that is surviving these times and uh and so yeah uh between sweating and then using using moisture and damp cloths and spray bottles and whatnot to to stay to continue that evaporative cooling effect directly off the skin it's it is kind of like continuously bathing so i don't really stink the the linens aren't really getting funky they're not turning into what i might have expected which would be some kind of like gym bag or 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 socks it it seems like the fact that there's airflow and the fact there's there's constant evaporation and uh and just cycling through it, it it's managed to just really not not get gnarly not get really funky and uh but every every couple of days i will um i will hang them out to dry and uh It's it's yeah it's been a very uh, welcomed pleasant surprise that that this this could be a sustained process for for the extreme temperatures and and I don't have to spend a whole bunch of extra water washing like doing making more of like a a, a rustic homesteady hand washing kind of laundry operation going i do that on occasion but i don't want to be doing that i don't want to be spending that much water all the time and and i don't yet have the ecological systems installed to feel good about a lot of gray water uh, that eventually can can be installed and and I can feel a lot better about that, but um, but yeah, that's uh, that that routine forces me to to uh, have to be laid up and debilitated for a number number of hours, and um, I don't really allow myself to spend that time just um indulging in frivolous entertainment not not that there's not a time and place for it but i i I like to feel that uh, this is my opportunity what i've been waiting for for a very long time it's not exactly as climate controlled as i as i would have hoped to have that four-hour work week lifestyle or that whatever you want to call it uh bmw below minimum wage lifestyle but on your terms and for me on my land and really not 
having to answer to anybody and doing whatever whatever I feel like within some pretty some pretty austere conditions and pretty extreme conditions but uh, yeah I have wanted to backfill a lot of the gaps in my education and even if it's not accredited even if I'm not getting course credit for the studies that I'm catching up on I'm just very grateful that uh, thanks to all the generosity of the individuals and um, and educational institutions and what online if you have the time and the interest you can find with the right keyword searching you can really find those full courses that are designed to push students through everything all the lectures they would need to get some sort of certificate whether it's a whether it's a degree or whether it's something in the you know trade specific or or something more technical and so um yeah i've just been binging a lot of yale courses and mit and uh harvard stuff and not limited to that but it's it's kind of fun being a fly on the wall of, of of recorded courses and uh i take good notes and and good really try to process it as best as i can and this is part of sharing this in this medium i'm able to kind of uh recap on some of the stuff i've been learning and I try to do a, a, a decent job of that. Nothing is, I mean, it's all just mainly me promoting this lifestyle shift to go from, for me, I've always, well, I've been this way for a very long time, but for, you know, for other folks, maybe they just want to veg out and and not really follow a path of being a lifelong learner and using free time if you can whatever free time you can afford to 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 build skills to take yourself to the next level and i really find a lot of value in the in the idea that even if again if it's not credited i'm basically doing what's called auditing the course you know you could sit in i would go in like my my girlfriend went to a ivy league type college and um i would get to go with her to class and hang out and 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 audit the courses and and it was great um and what it did for me again not not necessarily seeking those those uh the credits from from doing that coursework or or even having to do the homework obviously like it's great to not have to do the homework but to just have a a priming with with the um the frameworks the outlines the 101 the even more advanced stuff but just i feel like consciously and, and subconsciously allowing that new information to uh allowing it in through the eyes and the ears it is going to interact with everything else i'm i've learned and it's going to find some shelf to live on and 
doesn't make me an expert, doesn't give me any qualification whatsoever, but it's just it's just really it's just really amazing that uh that now it's possible to to really get immersed in pretty much any field of study you might be interested in. So I definitely recommend it and uh to get to um a, a few talking points uh, based on what I've been looking at recently um, I really feel like I've said it before I've said it before in a previous episode recently that uh, I really feel like I want to take I want to step up more to to being my own first responder in the sense of having had having done the community emergency response team training now basically 10 years ago and having a food handler's permit training course and the card with that and first aid and whatnot um all those have expired and uh I'm not doing a lot of interfacing with um, the outside world right now, so best I can do, given that I am in austere settings and I will be administering and have been administering 100% of my own first aid, um, and then realizing that given the distance from a hospital and, and um, various other factors... I'm going to want to continue to to walk this path of medical preparedness to where I'm insourcing more and more within reason and it's hard to have a lot of practical experience administering a lot of the different advanced um emergency responder medical techniques but I can do I can do what I can as I need to I can practice as much as I can on myself um, and really building out those ethical frameworks those legal frameworks and the procedural aspects is what I'm getting interested in in right now because I'm taking this well I shouldn't say taking but I'm I'm studying this on what what un, what under covid under the pandemic has it was it would have been probably an in-person course but it's a it's a state administered emergency an, an EMS based EM, uh, EMT training that is involves a textbook and then they would have labs where they'd be doing stuff hands-on um, so without a textbook without the labs I'm just watching the lectures and the slides and following along with the quizzes and whatnot and just having a lot of powerful revelations and a lot of obviously continued profound respect for all of the um, the very important very high stress and high liability, high risk and soul 
and heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching work that uh, first responders do. It makes me think a lot about the average citizens, uh, just average citizens, just lack of of, of real deep knowledge of what uh, what the people who are on the other side of that nine one one call and that whole system of teams within teams within teams, how much care goes into their duty of care and and how much uh how how a little would go a long way from the average citizen's role in emergency situations to be able to really help them do their job so i kind of feel like what i'm what i'm gleaning from this experience of of uh studying this material is that like I really wish I would have been exposed to this material as part of a standard curriculum in K through 12. Not not necessarily as part of a vocational opportunities training, but more of, of just like a, this is your civic duty to be aware of some of of at least a bare minimum exposure to understanding what what the procedures are that they're following, so that you can be less confused so you can be more helpful certainly if you're calling 911 on someone else's behalf or you're in a situation where if you only if you actually knew what was what procedures were happening a little bit then you would be you would you would have no less ask more intelligent questions maybe ask less um time wasting questions and just be more, more be more prepared and uh i don't think that's too much to ask i don't think that would make you a a crazy prepper and uh and i feel like now that i'm i mean i'm going through this and i'm just like looking up the terms i'm starting to collect a lot of the forms that they use and really study that because just this mindset of like heightened awareness of just almost seemingly infinite minutiae of things that you have to be totally accountable to uh, all the paperwork all of these very fine grain details of ethical legal responsibility and conduct and so many dimensions of of risk and yeah I feel like it's a it's a real gift to to and I, I feel like I wish I would have you know having if I, if I would have done this work much earlier in life in my in my very reckless partying years not as reckless as some people but reckless enough You know, I would have been a lot more, a lot more safe and responsible. And I, and I just, again, again and again, feel like it's just such a blessing and a miracle that uh, that worse outcomes haven't occurred under my watch, or in 
parties or, or events that I have hosted or organized and tours that I've been on with bands. It's just like <laughs> the more I study this material, this EMS, EMT, responder material, the more I realize just how egregious most Friday and Saturday night activities are in the world and um and I feel ashamed of that um I'm not gonna beat myself up over it but I will I will definitely take extreme uh definitely take time to feel extreme gratitude for the miracle that that um that worse outcomes uh accidents and and uh injuries and Yeah, and it makes me, you know, I flash back to a lot of times where I've seen people do really dumb things and get really hurt in the context of mindless drug and alcohol intoxicated partying in the music scenes that I've been in. So, yeah, these forms I'm looking at uh, and these legal doctrines, I realize this is stuff that, that they're forced to use on a daily basis for pretty much every call that they go on. They've got to be they got to be doing all kinds of paperwork. There's certain paperwork that, that that's invoked that becomes necessary to to fill out. And it can be your career and it can be your freedom and go to jail or be sued if you do it wrong let alone forget to do it. I mean, so I look at some of the stuff, I, I go and I, I hear him say some, reference some some form. And I go and look it up and I look at the, I look at the form, I go, wow, this, this is, this is obviously a lot of legalese, cover your ass type of stuff. But it's also very intelligent, very responsible stuff. And now I honestly feel like since I've had this break from the status quo of society for almost, uh, well, since really February of uh, 2020, I've been very, very hermetic since then. And, um, yeah, in one sense, I could say, wow, I didn't realize how easy it was to be totally, totally misanthropic and not miss people very much. But, uh, but I don't want to be that cynical and I don't really feel that negative about people, but I do feel like, uh, I do feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a break from, a lot of the asinine behavior that occurs in public that you just have to get used to. You just have to tolerate it. Belligerent behavior, aggressive behavior, soliciting behavior, sleazy behavior, marketing, just bad attitudes. I mean, you name it. I mean, that's just life and Life amongst strange, strangers, a sea of strangers in urban environments, and depending on where you are, they may they, it may be a culture of 
unkindness versus a culture of kindness. I think you probably do better in small towns if you're not a victim of bigotry in in whatever small town. But uh, yeah, it's tough out there. And you got to armor up and really get really calloused. So for me to have this time to decompress and to shed some of that urban armoring, I think about, um, you know, the, the, the time that I spend with people in person from this new paradigm that I'm coming from now Obviously, I'm going to treat it as far as is extremely precious because it's it's going to be rare. But beyond that, honoring it as precious because it's rare and it will be very intentional time spent with people. But uh, but beyond that, <laughs> I realize now more than ever having really. done research that I can't unlearn, that I can't I can't convince myself that I don't know better about a lot of these reasonable duty of care type legal doctrines that like it or not, good Samaritan or not trained emergency medical whatever you happen to be within the scope of your training whatever your whatever standard of care that you are trained up to and 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 accountable to legally just being out there in the world where there is risk of of insult and injury to to other people there's just this soup of liability and legalese that that compounds on top of every moment every juncture of human interaction and it just stacks up and stacks up and stacks up and most people are running at such a fast pace and have unless they're lawyers and doctors and law enforcement I mean people who live and breathe who 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 are just in and out of the courtroom and understand the minutia of what it looks like to to see someone get prosecuted for this invisible matrix of laws that for better or worse are there to, at their best, create some sort of standardized recourse for, for negligence and for harmful intent and whatnot of all kinds. But uh, it's interesting to be alone on private property and realize that literally like 99.9% of all of that soup of liability and, and matrix of legalese and all of that enmeshment it really drops off completely once that line is crossed so so long as i am being responsible on my side of that line and i don't invite the public 
to cross that line. I've, I'm looking into all that stuff and researching the um, the duty to warn about hazards, natural and artificial, on private property, and this literally a matrix, a table to 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 use as the legal standard test to find out to know. Where whether or not you need to post signs or whether or not you need to declare to this type of trespasser versus that type of trespasser. And like, these are things that nobody is going to ever learn about unless it's too late. So I feel like, yeah, it's real shame and it's a real tragedy that all of these common law sort of doctrines and standards and tests and whatnot that have been just layer upon layer of, of precedence set, you would just never know about them until it's, until it's too late. I mean, how would you have known some of a lot of this nuance? And, and like, who's going to proactively, like they say about medicine, you're going to have uh, there's cultures where you pay the you pay the, the the you pay the doctor while to keep you well versus waiting to get sick and then have them take an arm and a leg while they take an arm and a leg you know or it's too late uh, preventative prevent ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure kind of thing well who has lawyers i mean who has lawyers on retainer to just walk through every dimension of their life their business their workplace their family's activities and just like do a legal audit on everything you're doing and on a good day Nobody has that luxury, and even if you are a lawyer, you 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 were generally specializing in an area to the exclusion of of a lot of other areas that maybe well, it's just um yeah that it would require it would require a number of firms that each firm has a number of people who take on the nuance within a certain subfield. I mean, so without becoming distraught over how, um, <laughs> how impossible it would be to really rise to the occasion of being a very well legally informed, dutiful citizen out in public, with a duty to care, a duty to rescue, a duty to either stand your ground or not stand your ground or stand someone else's ground. I mean, it's very interesting reading and learning about this stuff and the the sort of um, how intricate the logic becomes to try to cover every foreseeable, unforeseeable permutation of a situation. It gets into just this Rubik's Cube of physics and um, and, and all of the, the, the squishiness of human psychology and perception and 
ability and wow it's just uh, it's just amazing so i really again i respect i respect the lawyers who are who dedicate themselves to to becoming really masterful and expert in being able to understand this stuff and speak that language and write that language and interpret that language but yeah this uh this 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 crypto movement all about be your own bank well if you want to stay your own bank in bear and bull markets you might need to look into being your own your own medical provider your own legal advisor your own everything else that that comes along with being with the sovereignty if you say crypto anarchy be careful what you wish for because <laughs> it's not always up and to the right crypto anarchy sometimes it's it's a bear market and in that bear market you see the you you imagine the the bill that you would get from a lawyer who had to get your dumb ass out of a dumb ass situation or the bill that you would get to a doctor or or a, 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 a medical responder who had to get your dumb ass out of a dumb ass situation and in the old fiat paradigm it would be bad enough to think about that number but when you have it burnt into your mind that every every extraneous expense in a bear market to a crypto portfolio is a t is is an assault on your bags and those bags that i'm not my bags are not underwater so to speak meaning i i already i'm already playing with the house's money i already realized gains beyond the amount that I bought into so that all of the bags that I'm holding now there it's all free money but I don't want that free money which is worth um a significant percentage less now than it was a year ago I don't want that free money to be consumed by something avoidable that's costly and so makes me very risk averse makes me want to learn how to patch up my own boo-boos as good as i can makes me want to learn how to be hyper aware about any kind of liability and risk i may be engaged in so that i can mitigate and minimize that and then yeah if we go back to a, a bull market and uh things thaw out a bit and my portfolio is um through the roof and whatnot then am i gonna go out and yolo and party and act stupid no i'm gonna be better informed i'm gonna be very more risk a, be, a better a better uh a better educated personal risk manager and um still going to avoid a lot of people places and things like the plague but but yeah again 
on a positive note, really on an honoring and a real, you know, less cynical. I'm not just belly aching and lamenting about the system. There's reasons for a lot of the stuff to exist. And as I've said before, I think most laws on the books exist because somebody did something stupid that hurt themselves or somebody else. And so that a law had to be made. But if a lot of that stupid stuff didn't occur, there wouldn't need to be a law for it. <laughs> so there's a lot of, you know, that doesn't, that does, obviously that's not everything. And that, again, I'm not dismissing all of this, all this, uh, all these all these frameworks within the quote system as being frivolous but but uh no I'm more actually acknowledging that yeah you get you get mass dense populations of people where entheogens are are prohibited but alcohol is is worshiped and car culture is worshipped and machismo is worshipped, come on that's what's going to clog the emergency rooms and um, and I really I get it why you have to have so much infrastructure to um, to mitigate a lot of risky and, and bad behavior I'm, I'm glad to be able to avoid it and on that positive honoring note, I feel like doing this type of um, diligence on legal research and medical research and whatnot, financial planning research, estate planning research, there's a number of number of topics that I've been really, really backfilling. And um, again, it all just makes me you know, have more love and respect for the people who I love and respect and more compassion for the people who I maybe don't love and respect. Um, but really care to have a very well curated space, a well curated life and a future where spending time with other people, which changes it's like if I if 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 I go from well spending time with other people is going to snap me into a mode of a of a of an escalated duty of care and I'm gonna be looking out for them more than ever before without being overbearing, I'll be very subtle, but I'll be also doing the prepping for for two or more if they're not already on board with that and just realizing that wow I would have never have had this perspective on liability and on the the sort of um private anarchism that you get to enjoy on private property before when I was just a landless peasant wandering around being a dumbass on other people's properties and public property my whole life I really didn't have a high sense of a duty of care or high sense of responsibility that grew over time as I matured 
obviously, as it does for everyone, usually, <laughs> but but I really didn't not, I really didn't take it to the next level until having my own land. I realized like, wow, I really, if I'm very careful who I invite, careful about what we do, how we do it, how I maintain the the, the property, and. Um, I can really block out and eliminate so much of the fear, anxiety, headaches, all that risk, all that liability that involves the public, that involves public infrastructure. If I can just minimize that as much as humanly possible for the rest of my life, now that I'm free in a paradigm of being a landowner... And I have the skills of permaculture and survivalism to be able to bootstrap an ecosystem that can sustain me in a regenerative, resilient manner indefinitely with minimal inputs, minimal cost. I really want to preserve that. I really want to take good care of that. And uh, yeah, anybody who sets foot on this property changes that dynamic and brings back in a huge percentage of that risk and liability and culpability. And that I don't I don't want to be um, such a hermit that I that I'm afraid of that. I want to be extra prepared for it. And again, the more I study this stuff, the more I realize how insane it is to not have any awareness of any of this stuff like to know what a first responder does throughout the course of a day the forms that they fill out and what they're exposed to in terms of risk to their safety their health their career their their future doing that job i want to put myself in their shoes as much as i can from this situation I'm in now I'm not going to be doing any ride-alongs I'm not going to be going and doing any in-person trainings myself but I can really steep myself in the study of what someone what people with that high degree of um, of training and responsibility how they really have to c- conduct themselves carry themselves what they've got to really habituate. And uh, I talked to, I talked with Jake Mitchell before on previous episodes. He's a first responder, has a lot of experience, and we went over a lot of this stuff, and it's just mind-blowing how much you, you realize you never were really made aware of and how much you have to catch up on. And... uh Yeah, but no, no time like the present to to catch up on some of this stuff and um, and again make it make it a a mutual endeavor, a mutual hobby. I've said it before. At this point in my at this point in my 
life journey of of spouting rhetoric around anarchy and autonomy never before has it been so real that getting what you wish for and realizing that it sounded good in lyrics it looked cool on a record cover but when it comes down to those oh shit moments where you don't know if you just crossed the line a po- some sort of point of no return with your own health in your own hands and you just have to wait it out to find out if you're going to make it through and be okay and some the swelling goes down or the ache goes away or the the tingling goes away or the swell like those are all things that that happen and and if you're not in a position to just lean on that EMS system you've got your books you've got your your notes you know you've got your little med kits and everything and then you realize there's no joke and it's one thing to expose yourself to that austerity but it's another thing legally and ethically to to ever involve anyone else in that and now i realize that's not just me living out on my land doing the mad max thing alone it's like it's like people who go hiking it's like people who i heard of that recently they were doing some kind of reality tv show shoot and went on a hike i think in the, one of the arid southwestern states and and had to get whatever rescued medevac or something they were i don't know if they i can't remember if one of them died or not or one or more of them died but it's like yeah people are cavalier unprepared go out in in us in 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 the wilderness and fuck themselves up all the time and um i, I think we we owe a bit we owe we owe better to ourselves to be more medically prepared we owe it to our friends and family to be more medically prepared and we owe it to the first responders so um yeah not a whole whatever whatever you may have uh deri- whatever value you may have derived from me sharing this more than more than it being a, a sort of standalone educational informative episode it is more uh, from the heart from the soul we we really if i'm going to give some sort of call to action that call to action is that we should really be really be um demanding more of ourselves and and of our education system and and and, and our um public safety i guess is the broadest term the public safety administration education outreach all of that they you know a lot of people a lot of agencies they do a lot they have blood drives and red cross days and emergency drills in some areas and whatnot which is great 
and uh, can't praise that enough. I would just hope that, uh, yeah, the the this stuff is just demystified more and more more people are exposed to it and then because for me i feel like the aha the 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 revelations have been like how how could we not have been told some of this stuff like how how these sort of algorithms work in approaching a scene you know the way that the 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 checklists and the procedures that first responders go through I'm not saying everyone is going to be highly skilled and highly trained to do very advanced technical technical administration of, of, of rendering the care, but just having an, an awareness of these frameworks and figuring out how you can become an asset to them and certainly if, if you are in situations where they're not going to be available um, within minutes of a call, just picking up more slack. And I can only imagine how many lives would be saved, how many less people would be maimed, how many people would avoid so much uh, tragedy if, like, a fraction of the energy and time and resources that go into organizing the fun of the camp or the party or the trip, or the hike, or whatever, that like a fraction of the energy that went into that was actually just bare, bare, bare bones study of um, of how the world looks from the perspective of these first responders. And so, yeah, I hope you take that energy that I'm sharing and and do just that <laughs> really really budget time energy resources and and personal intellectual bandwidth to um to pick up some of that slack cheers